at certain times in a man's life, he's either a fool, he's a victim, or he's a king. Mm. And when you're a fool, you goof it all up. You, you think there are no consequences for your actions, but there are always consequences for every act you do, everything, good or bad. But then when you mess your whole life up, being a fool, you become a victim. Mm. Now, oh my God, look, you know what? You know why? You know why I did that? Because I was black. You know what? Because I, I, grew, I grew up in all that religion. And let me tell you, the table is always full of excuses. Mm -hmm. Because they're valid. Yeah. There's a lot of people against you. But the king stage is when you realize, wait a minute, this is your table. You have to accept whatever you are letting into your life, good or bad. It's your responsibility to change it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to No Boundaries Podcast, where the facts are the facts and the opinions continue to hurt people's feelings. Once again, as if we ever left, it's Jay. It's Willie F. How you doing, my good fellow? I'm doing good, actually, man. It's a Friday afternoon. It's a rare time to record, and um, I just ate some pretty good food, so I'm ready. You're in rare form today? Yeah, yeah. Bro, when I was getting that food, I was thinking about what you told me. You asked me, you was like, bro, you got tapeworms? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be hungry sometimes, dog. And like with me, like if I'm hungry and like, especially in the morning, bro, I could just go. And that shit is, that shit crazy. Like I, I don't eat like that around a lot of people, but like, yeah, a nigga be eating, bro. Don't judge me, dog. I don't be eating like you, though. You just devoured that burger and those fries. First of all, those were homemade chips. Oh, the, oh okay. And that burger was good as shit. Where is it from? Uh, this place called Sam's. Sam's. Uh, you gonna make me look up the official name? I guess we can't. Be, we can't be promoting people. It's a black-owned business. No. I don't, I don't think we should be promoting it. We don't want to. Uh, I mean, this is the, this is the last recording for um for for the month. So I mean, is it? Possibly. We might have two this week. Possibly. Huh. Well, but uh, I realized that because like I woke up super hungry this morning. I was like, damn, did I not eat dinner last night? I was like. No, I had chicken strips, mashed potatoes, and mac and cheese. Like, I ate food last night. You're literally living the bachelor life, bro. I <sighs> <laughs> said, did I eat dinner last night? Nigga, that is bachelor as fuck. Bro, sometimes it's like I ate a meal, and sometimes it's like, psh, I might have grabbed a sandwich and a and an oatmeal pie. It's like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I might have ate cereal. I might have <laughs> ate cereal. I definitely know I didn't eat cereal because I'm out of milk. I ran out of milk this morning. I thought you were lactose intolerant. I need the almond milk. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. There's yeah. so many milks. Yeah, it's a lot of milk going on. Just around. stay away from soy milk. Yeah. We already know what that does. We talked about that before. Yeah, we have. We have. So, man, uh, I, I actually want to, you know, I had a another set of topics in mind, but, like, my introduction to Twitter was uh, interesting. So, I was like, man, like, it's it's similar to Tumblr, but I just think that it's easier say, to say, cipher. Say, say, say. Don't be telling people what Twitter is. They already know. Okay, yeah, my bad, my bad. <laughs> but yeah, they do. That, that, that. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I mean, I stay on it too long. I mean, it's it's easy to. How do I say? It's easier to me to like. Okay, I got a poll up right now on IG, and I feel like yeah, I'm I'm gonna get, you know, my same 20, 25 people that aren't assholes that are actually gonna participate in the poll, and I'm gonna get. You know, a kind of general consensus or something. But I could just literally 
hashtag it on Twitter or Tumblr. But I think it's easier to siphon through the data on Twitter rather than Tumblr. I think Tumblr is hella one-sided. And I like the fact that Twitter had a vast amount of information. Because I used to just Google. Um, I used to just like hashtag. I go to Google and hashtag something. Because I just, like I said, I just wanted to, I wanted to get the digital um, the digital consensus. Because like, we're never going to really know everything. Like, it's almost like with an election. Yeah, you say somebody has a 48% approval or rating or whatever. But that's 48% based off of who the, the people that could get on the phone. You know what I'm saying? And it's like the same with the internet. Everybody's not on the internet. People fail to realize that shit. Like, social media is not the whole United States of America. You know, so. Pretty close. You, it feels like it. It feels like it. Um, Fun but, fact. I've been on Twitter 10 years as of this month. Oh, damn. I didn't see that. I, I think I just I had just went to your page. No, don't be going to my page. I didn't go on that page. Man. I'm going to put my shit on private right oh, now. Wow. That's fucked up, man. <laughs> Golly. I have no words. Like, I'm just going to put my shit on private. Well, anyways, I don't like to talk about celebrity. Man, I'm not even going to talk about celebrity shit. I'm going to just keep it like this. I mean, human sex trafficking has always been a big deal, especially since, like, I want to say since, like, 2013, 2014, you start hearing more and more about it. Um, and I want to say, like, 40 little forty black girls went missing, I want to say, like, in Nigeria or something like that. And, like, people just start talking about it, talking about it more, and the conversation start, you know, growing. And um, I want to say that in the midst of all that, questions start popping up. And people start asking, you know, hey, well, sex trafficking is only a thing because prostitution is illegal. In most places. In most places. I mean, you had Backpage, which the feds shut down. And it took a long time. All prostitution. It took a long time for the feds to shut that down. And it got people to thinking like, damn, it's a lot of elitists in this shit that that are clearly up to something. That's why... It's such a big deal for him to keep it, you know, out in the open. But I'm like, it's still weird, though, because your typical blacked out massage parlor, parlor ran by Asians in a in, a, in 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 your average. Usually they're in the city because they're not going to go to no suburban place. They're not going to be probably in Beverly Hills. Just going to see a blacked out massage parlor and, you know, cash just running up in there. Like, it's not happening like that. So I imagine when you're an elitist going into this rinky-dink spot in the middle of the city, you know, questions arise when a, when a, you know, when a certain, when a, when a certain people are spotted. And, um, obviously that's how people end up getting caught because of the location of these, these, um, shady businesses. But, um, the basic question is still, I comes. mean, even, even with the location of the shady business, it's kind of like, I know where to go get a rub and tug. Wow. I'm just saying, like, I know which part of town to go to get that rub and tug. Like, Makes sense. I don't, you know, I'm, I've never had it, but I know where to go get it, you know? I got you. I got you. Like, nobody had to tell me or just like, you know, I, I know I go to this place and I look for this area and I look for these quote unquote signs. Like you say, the blacked out windows and, you yeah. know, the. You know what? It's it's become a part of our, it's, it's I, American culture. I know I'm not getting a rub and tug and massage envy. 
Of course not. Of course not. Because it's it's literally a, it's a franchise. It's a real business. It ain't blacked <laughs> it's out. A, it's a real business. <laughs> <laughs> it's not blacked out. It's not shady. You don't feel shady about it at all. But I mean, is that is that a valid argument? I mean, I know that you've already chose a position on this, and you're saying that no, I don't think there is an end to this. And I've told you before, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, prostitution is one of the oldest, one of the oldest hustles. If not the oldest. <laughs> exactly. So it, it, it gets me to the thinking about marijuana just as much. Like, okay, you legalize marijuana, you you lessen the sentences on marijuana, and have have you has the has the how do I say this? Marijuana hasn't been a talking point as much because it, only as far as legalization goes, but it hasn't. You haven't heard about people toting around 10, 10 keys of marijuana now. No, nope. like it's not. It's not a. It's not a big deal anymore. It's kind of okay. You get a ticket for having weed. You know. You go to a class. Exactly. So, in, in, in from what I'm seeing, it's like well, these things that were once criminalized, like alcohol. Um, it has its pros and cons, but once you legalize some of these things, some of the some of that negative impact would should lessen. So I kind of teeter on the side of it's a strong possibility that you weaken the market when you say prostitution is legal, because I think most of the people that are saying yes are saying, well, kids are still going to be kidnapped. But I think that that's not that's not the question at hand. The question is, if you legalize prostitution, do you believe that that would bring an end to to to, to sex trafficking in general? Now, like I said, I kind of think it will, and I think the only thing that we're probably still going to be scared of is well, little girls that are a preference to these perverted older men are still at in harm's reach, but. You can't knock the fact that there are, if let's just say prostitution becomes legal and the age is 18, you got to be 18 or 21. And in that 18 to 21 range, you can't deny that there are some 18 year old girls out there that still look 15, 14. And that would be a mark. That would be the market for them. Right. As weird as that sounds. Yeah, that sounds weird. It sounds very weird. But dudes are out there. But see, this is why I think it won't. Because and it's based really on the same reasons that you have. Yeah. 18, 20, 18, 21, whatever. Yeah, I can go do that legally. But it's the same thing with, that you see with these celebrities that have these weird fetishes. You, your Kevin Spacey's, your your R. Kelly's that, you know, still want these underage girls. Like, R. Kelly has all the money he could possibly need and could get any grown woman that he wants to, but he has this young girl fetish. So I think it, even if you were to legalize the prostitution, yeah, you could go get it off, get your rocks off with somebody legally in a, in a just way, but you're, if you're still attracted to this minor, this this child with kid-like features, and there are those that look like kids, I would say they're more few and far between. Okay, a- Asians, Asians and Hispanics, though it's come on, man. They, like, I don't know, but see, they get grown fast. To me, in my opinion, like uh, physically, like like physically, body-wise, yes, body-wise. I don't feel comfortable talking about this. I mean, it's, <laughs> really it's an uncomfortable conversation. It's really uncomfortable. I know, but the reality is that there is a market, and it's 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 so much shit going on. And I feel like sex is an interesting topic in general because 
it brings me, it even brings me back to the fact that, I mean, we, we in America, we have freedoms and we're starting to get to the point where we're, we're not wanting to be judged for a lot of the things that we take an interest in. We hate, we obviously people with common sense hate the fact that there is a market for pedophilia, but the truth of the matter is there are sickos out there. And even when you look at abducted in plain sight, um, I was very, I was <laughs> don't, very, don't look at abducted. Yeah. In plain don't look sight. at abducted in plain sight. But the truth of the matter is, although we don't know who his therapist is that told him that he needs to do that in order to relieve himself of that, um, perversion, perversion. Yeah. Some therapist there. I looked it up. I, for, I forgot what this shit called already, but there is a therapy where they really want you to kind of act it out in order for you to kind of relieve yourself of that perversion. For example, I posted on the IG earlier this week about the uh, the play, the, sl- the slave play. Um, oh, lot, yeah, you yeah. Know, a few people didn't know about the slave play, but a lot of the questions that grew from the slave play, which is basically a, a BDSM version of slavery in America and it was supposed to be this parody you know raunchy laugh laugh at laugh at slavery in America laugh at what it used to be but in the mixture of that let's have fun sexually with it it was homosexuality wrapped in there you know it was it was interracial relationships wrapped. it was a lot of quote unquote weird shit going on in there but the 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 one of the talking points that came up was that a lot of the a lot of these actors and a lot of these people and the viewers are somewhat seeking therapy through this i think the shit is insane but i'm like cuz i personally don't find i don't find it appealing okay, to take, see people take, in take a deeper dive into seeking the therapy okay that. like what what do you mean like basically being able to it, it, it and i'm gonna say this I'm a firm believer that therapy doesn't work if you return back into an environment that's not supportive of the therapy that you're going to. You know what I'm saying? If your therapist is saying, hey, um, do this, do that, do this, do that, if you want to be able to handle, you know, if you if you want to be able to get through your day, and one of the things that is, is making your day hard is the fact that you have a negative life partner at home. So you go back home, and you're, and you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing, but then your, your partner remains negative. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to help because your environment is still fucked up. Yeah. So that makes sense. You know, okay. so so they feel that when they go to this this slavery thing and a lot of people are triggered by the term slavery. They're, they're triggered by slavery in general. So they go into this um into this slave play and they feel it's therapeutic for them because they're like, you know what? It's almost like they're trying to believe to themselves slavery is over. It's not that bad. You know, it is what it is. We can make a joke about it now. I don't have to go back into the real world and deal with slavery. You know what I mean? So in their minds, and since they're able to go back into their environment where they don't actually have to deal with it, they realize their privilege. And it's like, I don't, you can talk about slavery all you want. It doesn't bother me anymore. I'm over it. So they feel like that's what this is doing. I, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. I don't have a PhD. So there's only some things I'll, I'll say, you know, from a, a common sense standpoint, even when I talk about anything that's, you know, medically inclined, I'm looking at it from a common sense standpoint to say, you know, 
I still think that there's some weirdness to that. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I don't, I don't feel the need to see anybody in any type of bondage. And it's not even necessarily because I'm triggered by slavery. I just think that it's, it's weird. Like, why do I want to see somebody with suffering with no control? You ain't tying no chicks up? Nah, bro. Oh. Nah, I'm not Christian Grey. Oh. <laughs> it all got that type of money. <laughs> say, <laughs> the things you can find on Amazon. It, it's man, it, that's funny, man. Like when they talk about BDSM and they t- like I said, this shit opened up the door. Like when you go to the slave plane and you just when you when when the topic is sex, there's so many freaking doors that are opened, and they talk about how the BDSM sex scene in the '60s and '70s was a lot. It was a lot of that that slave play shit going on because. In the 60s and 70s, it was hard for a lot of these, how do I say, quote-unquote elitist white men to find partners that were willing to do this shit. So what they end up doing is they would find these vulnerable minorities that would be like, hey, fuck it, you know, I don't mind being tied up. So in the 60s and 70s and, you know, early on on the BDSM scene, you had a lot of people that were literally living their lives in slavery just based off the fact that they wanted to be, you know, sexually pleased. And that kind of started like a kind of wave. And that's always kind of been a thing. You know, that's why BDSM has never been, well, BDSM is not still not normalized, but people practice this shit in the privacy of their homes. Did you see um, Professor Marston and the Wonder Women? No. Basically, like, there was some 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 BDSM kind of at, at undertone in the old Wonder Woman comics, hmm. like some tying up, some spanking, but you know, they, they disguise it as interrogation and everything. So, um, I, I checked that out and, and what it is, this, this professor and his wife, they end up both falling in love with a student or whatever. And they're into that shit. Mm-hmm. And so they, they basically live life as this three headed family with a, then they have a child, this, that, and the other. So what, what was the family dynamic? Uh, mom, dad, child. Mom, dad, mom, 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 dad, child. Oh, two, so this is two, a polyamorous relationship. Yeah, yeah. Two, two moms, dad, and child. Okay. And and you know they their neighbors of course looked at them weird because it's like you know what the hell's going on. He got it's, it was actually a pretty good movie. Okay. I just stumbled across it. That, that, that's my recommendation. What's the name movie. of it again? Professor. Professor Marston and the Wonder Women. Okay. Marsden. Marsden. M A R S T O N. Okay. And be warned, bitches get tied up, but they like it. <laughs> the fact that you just said bitches get tied up is hilarious to me. But they like it, so you know. Is he did he have money, or was it? They they were both college professors. Oh okay okay oh yeah okay 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 yeah okay. So yeah. And this what, what year was this movie made? Two thousand seventeen. Damn, I don't know why I never seen this. Who who who's the actors? Gosh, God, you're asking me all these deep questions. Hey, man, I'm just Luke Evans, Rebecca Hall, some other person I don't know. Luke Evans, for real? Yeah, Luke Evans. Interesting. Yeah, heavy hitters. Wow. Well, I mean, to bring it back, um, I I truly think that the BDSM scene started off where, like I said, it was a it was a lopsided in um in socioeconomics. That's why, like I said, you had elitist white man, whatever, white man, you know, Italians or whatever. It, it was a certain demographic. It was it was pretty prominent. And it was more, you know, West Coast Cali, New York type of shit. 
you know, down here in the South, it was probably still, you know, frowned upon because the funny thing about the South is it's so conservative and it's so red in so many places, but the topic of sex is taboo. That's why it makes me laugh that homosexuality was demonized for so long how it was because no matter what, it's always been the case that so many politicians, whether they were on the left or the right, always got caught up in some freaky dicky shit. It'd be some senator from, from Waco got caught getting hair from another man. And it's like, he's, he's, he's anti, he's anti marriage, gay marriage. And like, he's against abortion and all this shit. But then next thing you know, he got a mistress on the side. He's getting like, that's, that's what conservatism in the South has always been. It's always been kind of a grandstanding, like, Oh, I, I'm a, I'm a Bible thumper. I'm praise the Lord. I got, I got to fit these social norms in the front, but everything I do behind, behind closed, closed doors, doors goes is the same it. shit that they would be doing. So like I said, in the South, it was a lot less likely for you to be open with your, with your homosexuality and stuff, with your sexuality in general. Obviously, in the more liberal places like in Cali, Seattle, New York, this shit was, it was cross dresses back in the fifties and sixties, like. Nothing was really, a lot of the stuff that we're starting to see um, normalized is stuff that was happening in our mainstream cities like New it's, York it's not new. LA. It's, it's not, not new, new at all. It's just that with the introduction of social media, if, if it, it's, it's inflated it and made it seem like it's so, it's, so, it's so cool and acceptable. And I'm still a firm believer that when everybody, I'm going to say it like this. When I was a ruthless juvenile and I was doing dumb shit and getting locked up. Yesterday. <laughs> I remember, dog, my, one of my first times I went to the county, how how segregated everything was. And I remember when I was sitting in there and, like, niggas was just sitting around. Some niggas was rapping. You know, you know, white dudes was off into their own little world and blah, blah, blah. It was weird to me how the sex offenders and the homosexuals were on their own little island by themselves, not being fucked with by anybody. And it, and it made me think to myself, because the jails were mostly black and Mexican dominated. Of course. Especially out of here course. in Houston. It made me think about the most current situation that we had where it was kind of an attack on black straight men, or straight men in general. And I was like, I think some of y'all need to to go visit a prison system, go visit a prison and see who the true oppressors of, of, of the LGBT community are. Because it damn sure isn't black men. Man, if you see how tolerant black men are when it comes to like homosexuals in, in general, you'd be shocked. And it's not even that they're tolerant. It's just that they kind of ignore it. It's like, bro, just stay the fuck away from me. It ain't. It, it's, 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 it's as simple as that. It's always been that. Hey, look, you gay, you do what you want to do. I'm straight. Leave me alone. You just made more women out here for me. Uh, pretty much. That's what that's what it's been in the real world. Don't get me wrong. You got you got a lot of closet gay black men still, but it's weird to me how you how the attack on black men has become this narrative to almost where like we're oppressing them. Like in the history of America, who have black men truly socially oppressed? Just like be real, like what power have we actually? That's what had? I was thinking. Like who 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 has been so 
beneath us that we can oppress them. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you could easily argue, okay, yeah, the black woman, but I'm like, okay, th the fact of the matter is, I mean, if you look at today now, that's who's attacking us. It's gay black men, it's 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 black women, and it's just it's people that don't like the fact that black men. When you think of masculinity a lot, you think of black men. And I've noticed that because I was watching Get Out. And I, it was funny to me how when he was at the table and they was talking about uh, MMA or UFC. And, you know, he was like, man, you know, you are you into that? And I swear to God, his response was the same as mine. I ain't really for all that. I really not into that shit. Shit a little bit too brutal for me. <laughs> I, I feel like that too. Like, MMA is cool. I love the, the, the art of fighting. But I just kind of feel like... MMA is just so street brawlish and raw, and I don't see the skill in it, but there is a skill in it. Yeah. I just don't see it. So for me, it's like people always look at the black man like, oh, the black man is so strong and powerful. I mean, you could just turn on your TV and you see athletes and you're like, damn, like these athletes are physical freaks. Like, and most of them are black. You know, you see Zion out there busting out his shoe, and that's more of the narrative than this white man that just torched their ass fundamentally. <laughs> just and because in my mind, or even even if you put it out there on the court, what white man is going to be two seventy built like Zion? You're not seeing too many of them. Not too many of them. Not yeah. not in the basketball. Not, not in the in basketball. Because I mean, you will see you will see like linebackers, Brock Lesnar, yeah, linebackers, UFC fighters. Like that. Yeah, no, Russians. You will see them built like bro, that. But. Russians. If you want to talk about white skin. And I don't want to get too politically correct with this shit, but you talking about white skinned people? Russians are no fucking powder puffs. These motherfuckers are solid and huge as fuck. So miss me with the dumb shit. Like I think that a lot of demographics have their their powerful people. I think when it comes to shit, even um, if you talk about uh, Asians, bro, you got like Japanese. Them sumos are solid. You yeah. know, they're, talk, they're not just big. Yeah, talk about these Samoans. Samoans might be the strongest. And it's like it's like those NFL linemen. You know, they they were three hundred pounds their whole career. Then they retire, and you walk. Oh shit, this guy down to two fifty. Yeah, you don't have to maintain that body frame anymore. I mean, so my my point is, I think, and I'm not, and me personally, I'm not even finna be out here trying to defend black men because. I'm not going to be out here trying to defend Because I'm telling you, and the reason why... Bro, we need defending. No, you know why I'm not? Because there's so many niggas out here that be white knighting, and I see this shit on Twitter. Like, I'm like it's embarrassing. It's like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, people need to just understand that there are no... There is no perfect gender. Bro, the thing that gets me is like, look, motherfucker, you cannot tell me how to love my lady. <sighs> If you ain't doing this with your lady, you ain't doing it. My nigga, you probably single than a hoe out here trying to catch 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 somebody that's drifting. That's all it is. You just trying to catch you something. And and if I gotta call people out by name, like like this Derek Jackson guy yeah. that everybody just loves, I was like, I don't know. First of all, I don't know enough about him to take his advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the women that I talk to that <laughs> I seen that there's like 16 women that I'm I told you look him. at the mutuals it's, yeah of course bunch, and of course all women of course but it's kind of like what do y'all know about him y'all just like what he's saying they like him too I, once oh, again oh, yeah, I, did see the, I did see the comments oh look at those arms yeah I mean like, like I said if, if you're an attractive guy you would think I don't gotta do this shit to get these women 
But it's easy. It's even easier when you're feeding them bullshit. Just saying. You feeding them bullshit makes it even easier. It's more for you. Because when you got dudes like me and you out here that are not af afraid to say, hey, I, I feel women be on some bullshit with this and that. It's like, oh, y'all losing them. You know what I'm saying? Cool. That's fine. I'd rather lose lose you I'd rather lose the delusional ones. Yeah, like it's it is what it is. Like it doesn't matter. I, as quick as I'm I'm gonna say some women be on some bullshit, I'm gonna say, yeah man, we be on some bullshit. Yeah, too. and I'm saying it now. Y'all be on I can't defend y'all when you got dudes when you got dudes on social media that are major influencers that you know I hate that word, but they're major influencers. 300 400k blue check verified. They're actually establishing what black men should be doing, and y'all are going that way? Come on, bro. Seriously, seriously. All, all, <laughs> all, he, all he's doing, all these white knights are doing, is saying you should worship your mate, and worship and obsession go hand in hand with me. And those are two. Those are terrible, games. man. Those are those aren't smart things to those do. Those are very dangerous for both parties. Yeah. Like I can't. I'm. I shouldn't get so wrapped up into you that. I'm throwing rose petals at your feet when you walk in the Walmart. And I don't see your faults. And I don't see your faults. Yeah. yeah. And then it, that's dangerous for the woman, too, because this motherfucker's crazy. <laughs> if you leave him, Master he's already set to uh, be obsessed and to worship you. Oh, yeah. And you, you are his everything, mm -hmm. like you want it to be. And now you take that away from him. <sighs> Gonna be Joe Goldberg out here. Bruh. You don't want none of that. Bruh. You don't want none of that. <laughs> Just say it. Just say it. You abducted in plain sight. Yeah. And don't even know it. Like I, But I mean, I mean, and as you you don't you don't really think about that with the person because you know, I like this guy. I want him to be obsessed with me, but that's a dangerous game. You have to have these separate I'm not gonna say separate lives, but your happiness has to come from other places. Yeah. It just can't be, oh, I'm happy because he worships the ground I walk on. Realistically, what? yeah. Yeah. What? But I mean, but but some women are catching the bullshit. That's why I love when I like some of my homegirls be like, Oh, this dude hit me up talking about Hey Queen on this Hey Queen bullshit. I'm like, come on. Like, I'm glad y'all catching on. Just like y'all catching on to what the news media is doing to y'all. News media don't care about the general public. The news media is here to feed you a bullshit story in order to rile you up. And that's what a lot of these major social media influencers do, are doing. They're giving, they're giving you this, this, um, how do I say this, this, they're, pro, they're, they're profiting off the fact that they know what y'all want already. And them themselves they know that aren't you're, you're giving you. are thriving off the drama. Honestly. I, they're not telling you about the Dow Jones crashing anymore. <laughs> they don't care about that shit. No. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, the minute the shit isn't swaying in their favor, they're going to find another story to spin. You know what I'm saying? I, I just always look at it like this. Whatever you're preaching to me, I want to see that you're actually living that shit out yourself. And I don't, see, I don't see a lot of these influencers doing that. That's they it. be single black men, single white men, single whatever. And they be sitting there feeding people bullshit. There's even this thing that's going on in the healing world. Like, they got these people that are, like, healers and tarot card readers. A lot of them are getting exposed. I'm like, y'all are following normal fucking people. they got Cleo out of the box a they got long Cleo out the time box ago. Real quick. A long time ago. Actually, she would, they didn't get out quick. Cleo was around a minute. She, true, true, true. I used to, man, I grew up on that shit, bro. <laughs> that's when you know TV was done for the night. Oh, yeah. It's either, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was Cleo or MASH. You know that it was that a wrap. Is, they shoot that mash. All right. It's it's time to Click. go to bed. It's time to go to bed.
Wait. Unless you was just a, a savage. It's like, I'm watching TV. And then you start liking MASH. And it's like, all right, you just got problems. Them niggas in jail now. The, definitely. Them niggas in jail now. Definitely. But to bring it back to BDSM, I just wanted to say that that, that culture changed because you said something about it. You go on Amazon, you find some shit. But it's funny, but they talked about how it's uh it's more it's more aligned with back then it was elitist just getting these vulnerable women that basically turned into slaves to basically being able to find them on the market and marry them because it's a lot of these you know elitists that that have wives that are into this BDSM shit too and they come from that same background. I mean, once again, you saw how Get Out was, you saw how the family was. Like usually it be families of people that be on some weird shit, and I've always I've. Since I've seen Abducted in Plain Sight, I always felt like that family in general was just on some weird shit and we still didn't get the whole story. I think that they I think that they got off on the fact that they were basically just whoring their daughter off. And I and, and if not And in turn, uh they low key whored themselves off. First. They whored themselves off too. I think well, I think some people get off on that. Is, that dad is just gay. Dad was just gay. He's in he's in the closet with the light on. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mom she felt left out. Yeah, she was vulnerable. And that happens. That actually happens a lot, especially if you get in a household where you see your first child is a girl. Typically, they gravitate towards their father, their daddy's girl. So mom ends up being kind of left out. It happens. It happens. It happens. That's the norm. And especially in the 70s, I always want people to remember because the, the main thing that that one of the things that stuck out to me the biggest in that documentary was when he said pedophile probably was in the dictionary, but we didn't know what it was. So that wasn't even a coin term yet. Yeah. So we didn't. So you got to think about how long the Catholic Church has been raping kids before they realize, okay, this is a problem and it needs to be defined. And, and, and that just brings it back to what I was saying earlier. Like we have these conservative types. We have these people that hide behind religion, but they're sometimes some of the worst ones. And we know that already. That's why I tell my female friends, if you're looking for a man, the church is probably the last place you want to go in 2019. That is just the reality of it. That's hiding in plain sight. They, they, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's and that's why I tell anybody that's going into a relationship or, or something like, oh yeah, you know he's good, this good. It's like you're not into a relationship till you you didn't have a fight because you haven't seen their bad side. You've only seen good shit. Would it, would you say that it's okay to apply the pressure early in a relationship just to see if you got the right one? Like, do you think it's okay to test people? I need an example. Okay, okay, you just, you just. I'm gonna let you know, like, but before we get to the third date, I'm gonna take shit in your house. Oh my. I'm, I'm, I am. Just, just. I mean, I'm trying to get comfortable. I mean, I need to be comfortable enough to take shit here. Um, as disgusting as that is, but it is normal. I mean, how does that, how does that break any ice? I mean, first, just, first of all, you I mean eat, you gonna I stink eat, it up? No, no, no. I eat pretty decent. My shit isn't gonna. Funk up the place. Okay. And I'll do a courtesy flush because, I mean, I don't want to just be a nasty person in there. But it's like, you know, I need to be comfortable enough that you're not going to freak out if I go in here and take a poop. I mean, if that's if that's your test, that's fine. I don't I don't find it as a test, but if I, if I, I, suppose, poop, I, I, if I got to poop, I'm going to poop. What would you say is a negative quality about you? <sighs> I got so many. Just, just throw one out there. Let's just say... Yeah, just throw one out I, there. I, I like my own space. Okay. So early on in the relationship, what are you going to do? <laughs> She's gonna say, "Can I come over?" You're gonna say no. Yeah. As simple as that, and that's gonna be a test. Even if you want her to come over, you're gonna say no just to test her. Do you think that that's fine? That's right that you should do that. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't do that. I mean, but do you think you feel like that's not really a test? I don't. I take that back. If I want you to come over, I'm not gonna say no. 
But in simple. order to test them. No, I don't. Okay, well then, no, I don't believe in testing people. Okay, okay, okay. That's dumb. Okay. If if this is what I want, then I'm gonna ask for it. Okay. So the the moment that because you just said you like your space, so when you do want your space, at that moment you do want your space. When you do say no, if they act, if they react negatively, what is your gonna what is what's your what's your analysis at that moment? That's a red flag because it, it, to to me it's kind of like you don't want me to have my own space you you want to be kind of tucked up under me all the time and that gives me anxiety and i don't i don't like having anxiety obviously but to me it's like i think you do i really don't <laughs> but that cowboy shirt says otherwise i might have <laughs> at one point in time i might have enjoyed the anxiety but now i can see it and i can i can tell like this situation is going to give me anxiety that i can't handle and I will avoid it. Gotcha, gotcha. So you st- still you st- you don't believe in the test, but you do know that that you're gonna see that as a red flag when it I comes am gonna up. see that as a red. So flag. you want the test to come naturally because you don't just because test at it. that point, if they act in a in a negative way, then it's gonna one of two things gonna happen. I'm gonna have to identify that and have to probably pull back a little bit, or I'm gonna end up compromising what I really want to do because I seen that she wanted to come over, I didn't want her over, I told her no, and then she had a negative attitude. So now I got. You know what? Come on over. And now I'm uncomfortable. Gotcha. Gotcha. I understand. I understand. I, I respect that. I I, I think. But like Sean said, you got to compromise time and space. You do eventually. That's the two things that those are two things in a relationship that seem like, you know, they're a necessity. I mean, obviously you're in a relationship with somebody. So you are trying to relate to somebody. That means there are intimate moments that are going to have to take place in order for you to actually have this relationship. Um, Speaking of relationships, I feel like I've, I really don't want to go back to the BDSM thing. But think, speaking uh, of, I don't know. You you spend a lot of time there. I, I, it was think, funny, man. It's I a funny topic. I, I told you, man. Uh, the door was open. Uh, wow. Uh, to summarize it, whole ass nigga. All I was saying was it's 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 an expensive market now, and you might not see as many poor people doing it or low income people doing it in the way that it's supposed to be done. In the way it's supposed to you're be. You're not finna see yeah. these you're not finna just see your average chick out here buying a whole leather the whole leather jumpsuit, getting strapped to these fucking things on a wall. Like, nah, bro, it ain't happening. It's not gonna be on some fifty uh, fifty shades of gray shit. That's a whole nother level. And y'all, when you y'all, think might, about y'all might get like sixteen shades of gray or something like you that. You know? But you ain't gonna get the whole fifty. My point was it's a lot of these elitists that have these weird sexual deviant type of ways of approaching um sex and I think personally to answer the poll question the reason I feel like it would work somewhat is because it no longer gives them a market to where somebody feels like they have to go out and and, uh, kidnap somebody for these people I think one of the main reasons these elitists do this is for anonymity they only like the only reason a Robert Kraft would go out and 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 go with a go looking for a sex worker is because he wants a one and done. I'm gonna get mine and I'm out of here. And and it's anonymous. You ain't gotta know my name, none of that. Because everybody was talking about if you're an elitist, you're a rich guy, won't you just get you a little you a sugar daddy? You got sugar daddy potential? Then just get you some little sugar mamas or whatever, or whatever you call the victims of sugar daddies. Just go get you one. And people were saying, Well, you know what? They don't leave. <laughs> you got to support them. You got to support these little motherfuckers. And then I got to make sure they stay quiet. Exactly. And that's that's more money when you could just go somewhere, $150, rub and tug, I'm out. 
It, it makes sense, but it just sucks that these people happen to be sex trafficked. They're not always on the younger side of it. Uh, I want to say in Houston this week, maybe even yesterday, they discovered a 14-year-old girl in a hotel out here that was a, a victim of sex trafficking. So that. the minors, it happens to the minors a lot, but statistically it's been proven that the market is most, most of the sex traffickers that get, um, most of the women that get uh, saved, they usually they usually get found around between the ages of twenty six and thirty two, so who knows how long they've been there though? Um, I mean, uh, that might be the, for lack of a better term, they extended their useful life. True, true. They might throw them out by then. So a lot, a lot of I forgot what name of the documentary I was watching. Um, but a lot of those girls that were being you know stolen, they were more along the lines of between like fourteen and seventeen when they went missing. So like I said. Legalized sex working It could help somewhat But no matter what You're still gonna have those people that Just like the thrill I think Like You gotta realize man Like You don't know what people do In the privacy of their own homes No There idea. are people that still practice Like rape sex And rape scenes That is a market You know what I'm saying Like they, they, well, These weird porn categories That y'all look at did you that see that shit is really happening? Did you see the stats during the government shutdown of that shit? Like people thought oh, that shit was just how, a how joke. Pornhub was flipped off. Man, P- Pornhub, the, the the traffic went up, and they even broke it down by category of what motherfuckers was looking at, and it was a lot of BBW. It was a lot of it, it was, better be yeah. It oh, better wow. be. It was a lot of uh black on white. Shout out to my BBW. Shout out to the iterations. Mm. You need help, bro. What? You really do, man. <laughs> I'm like a curvy woman. Wow. I've been in interracial relationships. Wow. I'm living my truth. Okay. You Shout done? out to Ric Flair. You done? I don't know. Gave me another category. <laughs> no, I, I'm <laughs> done. I gotta see I, where I'm in it. They might have uh, been just tracking my computer. <laughs> wow. And you use your <laughs> Hell the fuck no, I don't. <laughs> Never mind. I'll just cut that out. Don't even worry about that. I'll just cut that out. Boy, you try to get me, boy. <laughs> wow. Fans watching. Wow. I wish you would use your. Would you quit saying that? <laughs> it was a teacher that did that though. Recently. Really? Yeah, he was watching Portal. You're like, what the fuck? Like, you gotta be bad off. You gotta be. Come on, man. But anyways, I said, don't forget, don't let me forget this topic that we was talking about earlier, and it was talking. I talked about being direct. Oh yeah, I did take I, a I, screenshot of that so I could I could remember. And um, I, I I definitely didn't dig as much as I wanted to on being direct, but do you think a lot of problems, relationship wise, would I mean I, I know the obvious answer, but do you think okay. a lot of problems would be solved if through the use of social media, Ooh, people you, you, would you, become you, more direct? I think people live a more direct life on social media than they do in person, to be honest with you. And that's sad because people are very, very, even, very even, indirect on social media. Even to go back in this episode where, where we were talking about the test, testing somebody, you know, that's that's very indirect. Of course it is. So, you know, being direct in, in, in relationships is, is something that's very rare. And when you try to be direct, people tend to overthink it. Because they're not, nobody's used to somebody being direct. It like, when was the last time somebody ever said, hey, you want to go out with me? 
People don't people don't do that uh, from, I can't I can't say that on my behalf. I mean, it, it well, I mean, you don't ask people to go anywhere with you. <laughs> but at the you know, people, I mean, of course you get the hey, I'm gonna go. I'm, I was thinking about catching face this movie. You want to go face to face, or just straight text message, mm. or even a phone call. Nobody 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 talks on the phone. Talks face to face anymore. It's, it's I would say ninety percent of relationship communication is text messaging. Damn ninety. Do you think that? Leads to unsuccessful relationships. I believe so, I because mean, I, because words on a screen are open for interpretation. I've always said that they are. That's that's a fact. And I, I've even been in text message conversations, be like, okay, this is just confusing. Look, we're communicating bad. Let's just stop. Texting. Let's just just give me a phone call. Yeah, just give me the phone. <laughs> pick a phone or a voice note. <laughs> or when people people say, hey, what are you doing? Nothing. Um, can I call you? <sighs> I mean, Damn. I know I'm doing nothing, but. Do I want to be on the phone? I know. It's crucial. It's crucial. It is. Is it crucial? It is. But I mean, I like this topic because I kind of feel like as direct as people think they're being, I feel like social media has created this kind of like a thin wall between what needs to be and what could be and what needs to be. You know, and I feel like when you get on social media and you're saying anything the question always is from, and I was explaining this to my homegirl, and I don't know if you do this, but I'm speaking from my perspective. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when I see a woman do something, whether it's a thirst trap or whatever, my question is, who is that for? I always ask that question. and, and it's, ladies it's, just not, the, it's never a lob. Yeah, Ladies. Women don't lob. Ladies. Women are very directed. Guys, we lob. Ladies. It's a question that's going to come up because I think that it's just the simple-mindedness of us. Like we're like the shoot your shot culture is is not in our favor most of the time, even when y'all like us, <laughs> like because it, it's always a time and a place because we don't ever know exactly why the thirst trap was put up or whether it's a very liberating thirst trap or a conservative one. We don't know why it's put up, but in the back of our minds, we truly feel that it's for somebody. So when we shoot that shot, we're just trying to eliminate ourselves. That way we don't got to worry about it no more. Because, <laughs> I mean, you don't know until you know. And, the, and, and that's why I like this topic, because even when you shoot your shot and get curved, that curve sometimes is not direct enough. Sometimes I have to teach some of my female friends how to directly curve somebody so they know not to come back. Do you know what I'm saying? Like some people just you kind of laugh it off. And, you know, you kind of leave that window of opportunity to be like, you know what? Um, and, and once again, I'm speaking from like a, a sort of a Joe Goldberg type of standpoint. You got to think about the windows that you're leaving open. If that if that hole is cracked just a little bit or if that hole is completely shut and a nigga finger got smashed. And I think it's necessary to smash that nigga finger if you know that you're not interested. And I'm not saying being hostile with somebody. But all I'm saying is, if you know for a fact that a man shows that direct interest in you, you got to directly say, you know, I appreciate the compliment, but tell him how you feel about that compliment at the same time. Because a lot of y'all be creeped out by those compliments. And then y'all will go put out an indirect quote <laughs> and be like, man, you know, I sure wish niggas would stop, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, you should have told, told that, that guy, man. that person. And that way we could alleviate all this because from a man's perspective... Mm-hmm. Seven niggas just slid in your DMs, and he may be the one that that don't count to. 
Be like, she, she ain't talking to me because she ain't tell me that. She said she appreciated my compliment. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. You need to say, oh, thank you. To, to me, <laughs> the most direct you can be is to ask a yes or no question. Of course. Of course. If it's not a yes or no question, I find it to be very indirect. More than likely. I mean, that, that only makes sense. <laughs> I know you're new to Twitter and everything, but uh-huh. they've had these posts. You know how when people are on the phone, they pays or they lay on the couch or lay somewhere in like weird positions and shit like that. Uh-huh. Well, they just been having like weird pictures of people on the phone, babies, animals, you know, with the phone to their ear and, yeah. and on, on some, you know, what would you have done if I turned on baby shark? Like shit like that. Bro, I've been dying. What the fuck is that about? I don't know, but it's just funny as hell. That's crazy. See, I'm always late to these things because when I get on Twitter, I look at fat kids deals and I post something like, oh, this is the song I'm listening to. This is the podcast. Gotcha. Some random song lyrics. I'm never really just scrolling the timeline yeah, looking gotcha. for shit. I go to these two. I look at Fat Kids Deals and I make my little post and I keep on moving. But, you know, I started to scroll a little bit. Came across some shit. And I was like, this is retarded, but I'm dying laughing. Believe it or not, when I go on social media, I'm always looking for something. I'm always in the hashtags. Like, I'm always like... Let me find something. I'm looking for something. Like, I rarely ever look at my, my live feed because it should be ridiculous sometimes. I mean, like, it'd be the same shit just regurgitated by different people. And so. I just, I realized all the people that I muted, I just unfollowed. Like, I'm Eventually, not, you have to. I mean, I don't. I didn't have to because I wasn't seeing them. But you know how Facebook, I mean, Twitter, Instagram, mm-hmm. they changed, you know, the, the menu. And so it let me see, oh, these are people I have muted. And I was like, shit, I haven't even missed these people. Unfollow, 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 unfollow. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's just it's just junk. There's no, there's no purpose of hoarding followers. I mean, you don't need them. Well, we don't do that anymore. It's the, like, dude jumped on, hey, follow follow my page, follow for a follow. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a young artist. I sound like Triple X. Oh, Jesus. He was like, no, nah, fam, I'm good. Bro, you didn't even pay attention to my post. Yeah, you did. I posted a podcast. Yeah, you yeah. come talking about music. Yeah, it's disrespectful. We're on two different. We're on two different things. So when I tell you, nah, I'm good. You like, damn, G. You didn't even acknowledge yeah, what nigga, I have going on. You are real live spam. Yeah, you didn't even know. You did a hashtag search. Why are you comfortable being real whatever. live spam? Bro, they they put on the bot. They catch the hashtag and make the post. If I see this fucking thought bot on Instagram one more time asking us men. Did we not know that she had a big ass? I'm going to lose my fucking mind, Jay. That shit is annoying as fuck. You don't be seeing that shit? No. It's a, it's, it always says you just going to ignore the fact that I got a big booty. You will never be I've seeing never that shit. I've never seen that. Bro, that shit is everywhere. Every time I go on the NBA page, that's the first fucking person that posts something. Go on the NBA page. You're going to see it. Bro. Oh, in the comments? Yes, in the I'll comments. I'll never. Because you know I'm a, I'm a comment seeker. Our comments are fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like this week. Uh, I, look, I was looking at little Duval comments, bro. This shit had me crying. This dude wrote in it because you know he was going off on Jesse Smollett or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the dude was like, Damn, man, this the biggest L the gay community has ever taken. And I sat there for a second. I'm like, The biggest L the gay community has ever taken. And I saw that he had one comment under his comment. So I was like, Dog, I know this shit about to be funny. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, uh, I uh, collapsed it, or I, you know, I, I didn't collapse it, but I expanded it. And the dude was like, he was like, he was like, hell yeah, that Orlando shooter was a big W. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God damn, niggas are stupid for wow. real. Wow. I was like, come on, bro. Like, 
Niggas be in the moment, but come on, bro. Like, wow. That post club shooting was definitely a huge L for the gay community. Like, that was, literally. That was just a tragedy. That's that no tragedy, dub but L. That's just a L tragedy. Because it was like, what really come came from it? We still got we still got guns. There were still mass shootings after that. You know, guns are still there. You know, gun rights is still a still a hot topic. Hey, guns going to gun. Guns are going to gun. <laughs> you know. Just saying. <laughs> America. <laughs> I just, I don't know what's going on out here, bro. What was the question? America, are you okay? America, y'all okay? Y'all okay? Because I don't know what y'all, y'all trying to sell my Bruh, the, what was what was the post about the, um. Oh, the transable? Boy. I was like, said, what in the hell? They said, I feel that I should have been born disabled. So I went to surgically get my arm amputated because I feel like I should be able to qualify as a disabled person. That is beyond me. You're definitely mentally disabled. And it starts opening. That opens up more conversation. It's like, hold on now. Y'all are starting to, this is where feelings get kind of like, hey, what are y'all on? Like you're talking about transracial. I feel like I'm a white woman in a black body. What? Or I'm a black woman in a white body. What are you talking about? What is wrong with y'all? See, that that I just don't understand. I understand, like, I'm a white person that grew up around... In a black environment. Black people, because that's the income level we were at. That's where we lived. Yeah. So I identify with a lot of those black cultures, because yeah. all my friends were black growing up. But you're still white. You're still very white. You're still very white. Yeah. You're very, very white. It's not going to change anything. Just because you feel something doesn't mean anything. What is wrong with y'all? What is... Seriously, is it... I was going to say something that was rude. Don't say nothing I'm rude. Like, I say enough rude shit anyway. You do say but, enough <laughs> rude shit. You probably but, say too much rude shit, but that's dog. another story. Yeah, thank you, because you are definitely a storyteller. Hey. But, <laughs> man, I, I, I guess... The last thing I probably would want to touch on, man, there's a lot of shit I could touch on, to be honest, man, because um, I was thinking about the other day, man, what if what if we had a black business? We talk about black businesses a lot, right? And within our black communities, these black businesses, I was thinking about some of the, how do I say, some of the avenues that some of these more popular businesses have taken. And I was thinking about how Chick-fil-A is openly anti-LGBT. Openly. QIA. But but I mean but you you put it under the tuck that you're you're highly Christian so, and they started off in Atlanta. Did they really? Yes. Hmm. Headquarters. How how, how how long has Atlanta been wilding like that though? Atlanta been wilding for a minute. Yeah. Atlanta only top four. I mean, we're we're number six. I, I can believe that. Yeah, we're number six in the yeah. I mean, it's I not yeah. That. San Francisco still number one. San Francisco, Seattle, still up there. And you know, San Francisco is a dirty place. Very dirty. They're like homeless. people be like. People shit on the street. Yeah, they're homeless. They're homeless. And that opens up another door that I saw. <laughs> they talked about how, and, 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 and you know, if, you, if you're LGBTQ and you're listening to this, you're probably going to be offended. You probably won't, but this is a fact. One of the leaders in gentrification are the LGBTQ community because, and it's, it's mostly rich white elitist, white men, you know, and right, right homosexuals. A lot of times... People will come in and the main 
innovators and the main people that are coming into those communities that are being gentrified, the first people that are buying up a lot of those homes are the the upper class gay white males. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because we always talk about gentrification and we're always pointing the finger at technically the, the rich white man, but the rich white man is catering to a market. And we can't deny that, you know, contractors, contractors, our, our, our city, our city, um, our city uh, chief executives and all that shit, you know, you know, a lot of them, you know, they, they do happen to be white, but you got some blacks in their mix. You got some Mexicans too, especially in Houston that are at the helm of this shit, making it happen. But the buyers, a lot of times they predominantly been white in a lot of areas. And it's been proven in Chicago, Portland, Seattle, LA, um, Atlanta, like they're catering to two markets. A lot of times it's the hipster market, which is pretty much like you go to Austin and you see the you see the hipster market out there. Austin, Denver are very similar in the aspect of, you know, there are these a lot of people walking around the streets that have this um how do I say this more trendy culture, more trendy style, and they hate labels. I mean, that's your hipster culture. And in 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 interwoven into that you got your homosexual community too because your home, your, not, not homosexual, but your LGBT community, they feel comfortable in that market. Yeah. Because they're just, everybody's open and free. Everything's weird. Quote Basically, unquote weird. Yeah. Like keep Austin weird. Keep Portland weird. Keep Denver weird. Like those places that become gentrified, that's what they become. And I mean, this is, this is, you can look this up. This is all proven. And I thought it was funny because it brings me back to how I was saying yesterday. Like we have this attack on straightness. And especially black men, it's like, damn, like, black men, we ain't oppressing gays. When you think about it, when you think about it, it's the opposite. <laughs> in, in 2019, it's like, damn, you got a lot of poor black families, especially in Detroit and Chicago, they being displaced because these contractors want to cater to these new folks that are coming in. <laughs> and a new wave of folks just happen to be this hipster market, this gay market. And you know how they want their shit. They want their shit clean. Clean. Trendy. And they want that leave it to beaver. Dog, seriously. I was reading something the other day that Spike Lee said. Spike Lee said, man, there's spots in Brooklyn where it'll be a dude that sat there on the corner. He'd been on the corner 40 years, drumming, making his money on that corner. Once gentrification came and, and the new folks came in, guess what they did to that dude? They called the police on this dude. I'm like, bro, you came into his community. He's been out here 40 you years. And it be and it be them. It be the white gays. It be the it be the hipster kids talking about, you know, it's shit too noisy out there. But then they come in that bitch with they with their with their vegan shit and their and you know what I'm saying? That vegan shit do make a lot of noise. Duh. You gotta think about the market. Like Cory Booker is advocating for meat to become more expensive because in turn that's gonna that's gonna who's that gonna cater to it's you you it make the you make the meat more expensive vegan food stays where it's at and it's already expensive as is yeah and then you're like like damn who are you catering to like we don't matter anymore like it's it's plenty of people out there that are just comfortable think about the the Buddha man you know making his living you know think about the dudes the, the even the Mexicans on their taco trucks that just going around minding their business making their living serving their meat filled food <laughs> And then you're telling them you about to make you about to tax them even more just so you could cater to this basically this millennial market. You know what I'm saying? That's fucked up. It's almost like the older So you can cater to the people with gluten allergies. 
Bro, gluten allergies are so goddamn rare. <laughs> Seriously. That shit is amazing how rare gluten allergies I are. Know, I don't know. Um, I, I looked up the symptoms to um, gluten allergies. I might be. You just stupid. <laughs> or I might just be gassy. I might just be gassy. Yeah, that might just not be all this. I just, I, just, I'm, I just need to drink some more water. That's all. You know. I'm fucking with you. But <laughs> it's, it's, it's not. I would say peanut allergies are probably more common than, mm-hmm. than gluten allergies. Could be wrong, but it's something that. As soon as it starts trending, as soon as it becomes something, you know, we freak out and the market responds. I mean, I can't go. In, the market responded to Starbucks. When I'm, I went to a, a school in the hood. And when I tell you there needs to not be one Starbucks around there and there is, <laughs> that is a problem. Because niggas over there do not need to be going to Starbucks. Say, man. I'm just, be, like, what, I'm just saying. It's, it's a sign of the times. When you stay in a low economic area, like the, it's the poverty rate is high, and you're telling me to come buy this six dollar coffee, come on, bro. Bro, a coma macchiato is only like four four fifty. They need to go to Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but low key the McDonald's Mac Cafe do hit. It's it less than three dollars, right? It, it, typically, yes. I'm just saying. It do hit. Let, let's just let's that to me those would be those are little signs that. They don't give a fuck about that bottom line anymore. It's literally, if you're not middle class and up, fuck you. That's why people hate Trump. Because Trump doesn't really pander to the poors. He doesn't, he looks at it like, shit, stop being poor. Like, nigga, what? Like, how do I stop being poor? Like, you gotta show me the way. Like, <laughs> but that's, that's, that's a lot of, that's a lot of it all. It's like, you know, hey, just do better. Well, how do I do better? People, I thought I was doing the best that I could. Man. <sighs> That, that's why if you ask me to come up with a solution, yeah, you got to give me time. But I do believe that in order to do better, I definitely believe that our kids need to be taught. Stop showing our kids roots at school. What is showing my child roots at school doing for him? I've never seen roots in this entire I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like, what is, like, why are you showing my son roots or why are you showing my son to kill a mockingbird? Like, what does that shit mean to him? Like, you, should be te- you should be teaching my son, you know, um, finances like let him like, I'd rather you show him Wall Street like let it's, him know it's, it's crazy that classic literature hasn't progressed any it really hasn't like it's like what how and, and the ones that are like dog have you ever read Animal Farm yep and when you think about Animal Farm what, what made you read Animal Farm they told me to at college or high school high school see I had I had one of those gung ho English teachers in Oh, okay. That's that's good. That's good. And you were in a small town, though. Yeah. You were in a small town. See, Animal Farm didn't get introduced to me until I was in college. You know, so when I first got a hold of Animal Farm, I'm like, okay, this is this is some real shit to me. But Animal, Animal Farm, in my opinion, in 1984, are those books that should be introduced to kids because, in a sense, it kind of opens their eyes up to, one, science fiction. It, it, it gives them a... Um, it gives them a expanded ideal of what the world can be rather than what the world is because if all you're doing them is teaching them what the world is all they do is adapt to that but when you tell them what it can be I feel like it expands their mind more and it, they they tend to want to reach for more we we, we we talk about MLK we talk about Columbus but it's like what is the point of this you know I, I, I appreciate this knowledge but where is it supposed to get me you know, that's why I feel like you ban Harry Potter. Why? Because it has 
witchcraft in it and blah 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 like okay like I'm not finna go out here and do no satanic shit and if I want to <laughs> this isn't gonna like this isn't gonna be Harry the main Potter is, motivator Harry Potter isn't gonna go motivate me you know it, it's not gonna be the main motivator of it I've seen an uptick in witchcraft just based off the fact that the more women become more empowering the more they start to research their history. I think it's very fucked up when you really look back at history the way so many women were birthed at the stake just because motherfuckers thought they were witches. <laughs> and yes, that was a lot of men, a lot of white men. Uh, women were on the side of that too. But it just goes to show that when you don't understand something and how you fear it, that's basically a lot of that shit. And I feel like the uptick in people getting into witchcraft, getting into healing and all these tarot cards, because that's all it is. That's all it is. Like, Say, bro, prostitution and manipulation started at the same day. They started on the same day. Bruh. Because, yeah, yeah. But, like I said, when you think about the horrors that a lot of women went through, and then you look at where they are now, it's like, the more a person digs, they're going to find what they need to find for them to be motivated. Oh, but yeah. Like I said, I'm more of a fan of introduce them to something that's going to expand their mind rather than make them become spiteful towards each other. Niggas be forgetting what Kanye West said when he was talking about how when his daughter went to school and uh, and, a, and a teacher was like, uh, when they were talking, the teacher was like, oh, you're black. And he, he was like, you know, what the fuck? Like, why is my white teacher telling my daughter she's black? Oh, she's black because she's Kanye West's daughter? He's like, well, you know, she's Kim's daughter too. Like, that's that. he was basically like, he felt like that wasn't right. Like, you don't, you don't need, you don't need to to separate them right now. Like, mm -hmm. I was shocked that, I don't know what school the daughter goes to, but I was shocked that he was, she was even at a public school to begin with. I don't oh, she, 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 she definitely wasn't at a public school. I don't even think, think she should be at a private she school. Was, she was just in Calabasas with the rest of the rich people. Oh, okay, she, okay. she was just at a rich school. That's okay. Cool. I think, I kind of felt that boy on that because he was basically like, she was free before that. But then after, at that point, she got plugged in to the Matrix. So it was like, damn, like, once you start waking up and seeing your differences, it makes a lot of shit a lot of a lot of reality starts to hit you, and I think that at a certain time, if you're if you're gravitating towards that reality too early on, and you don't know how to handle it, you get what you get today. You get a lot of immature people running around that don't really understand shit and think that they do, because that's all I see now on social media. Just a bunch of big ass babies throwing temper tantrums because they truly don't understand something. And they're saying, "Stay woke." <sighs> Go to sleep for real. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, I, I think I, I think I was on my soapbox enough. Um, you get it out. You I get that I release. Did. I think I did. I mean, I, I, we can we can save some for the next episode because we might end up recording again this week, which will be a rarity. But it'll be fun. It'll be a test. It'll be a test. I, I don't I don't think it, it'd be a test because we do many many episodes <laughs> yeah, <laughs> throughout we the week. Yeah, we do. We do. We do. So. I mean, shit, is there anything that you wanted to add, man? I mean, um, shit, shout out to Ric Flair, birthday on Monday. Shout out to Steve Irwin. I seen that he's the uh, the Google handle, he's the Google uh, doodle. Oh, really? I'm, I'm guessing today, today was the day of his death or his birthday, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You heard about his daughter? Uh, I haven't heard about her in a while. Yeah, they, they were they were asking why she was single, and she was like, Oh, the only man I loved is dead. Wow, like, woo, nobody got a chance at that ass. Wow. I think she's kind of attractive too. Hold on, wait. Let me see how old she is. First yeah. Before I, before I jump out there. I'm pretty sure she's about 21, 22. 
This is this is already, she been, she been she was out there with Steve when he was alive. She was about nine, eight when he was alive. This is this has already been been a sensitive kind of um. No, but we don't know damn pedophiles. I at least I know I'm not. I know I'm not either. But I did, bro. She's twenty. She's nah, I thought okay. so. I know I'm not. I just don't you know won't get that out there like that. All right, all right. You know, we don't. I got an image to uphold that you try to slander. Your image is trash. <laughs> You got any words of advice, man? Shit. Um, I did. I, I was going to say no, but then I was like, I posted something yesterday, and I'll just, I'm just going to piggyback off myself. But um, shh, words of advice. Sometimes it takes losing what you think you need just so God can show you your life is better off without it. Can you read that again? Because it sounded like you were reading it. I, I definitely was reading yeah, it. Yeah, could you say I, it? I, I, did, say I hadn't that. committed it to memory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, say I should have just stuck with nine. Got <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it says, sometimes it takes losing what you think you need just so God can show you your life is better without it. Okay. I respect that. I respect that. So when you lose the phone. You probably, your life probably better without it. <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> Low key. Yeah. I accidentally um, turned all my text messages on do not disturb today. And I was like, crap, ain't nobody hitting me up. I was like, oh, Good. well, I'm just working. I'm just working. And then I was like, I picked it up. I was like, oh, shit, I forgot. I had like 35 messages. I was like, Damn. But I didn't miss it. Plugged I didn't in. miss it. Plugged in. No, nah, that'd be y'all niggas in the group chat. I ain't say much today. Well, I said what I had to say. It's, uh, it's five other people in there, yeah. too. So it, yeah. it doesn't take long. I hate group chats, but it is what it is. <laughs> It'd be funny from time to time. It what? don't. They don't. They don't. <laughs> that shit. The other day you was out there tripping. Okay. I, I, I hadn't even read it. I just posted it, and then I and then I go back and I look at. it. I was like, oh. You see, you see what he said, folks? He ain't even read it. He I just didn't posted even it. Read it. I just threw it out there. That's what y'all you, be doing. You see, it was five thirty four in the morning. My alarm went off at five thirty. It was like should have went back to sleep. <sighs> should have took my fool ass right exactly. back to sleep. But uh, for words of advice, I, I would say that uh, I. I was listening to a podcast, uh, When We Feel Like It podcast, and he put out a stat out there, and he said that, um, I want to say it's about 7 million Americans right now that are 90 days behind on their car note. Um, I, I heard that fact, and I, it just blew my mind. Uh, in that moment, I realized that I think a lot of people are taking living the moment and living your best life a little too seriously to the point where you're living your best life in the most stupid way possible. Um, so basically all I'm saying is like, be responsible, you know, be, if you're, if you're an adult listening to this, be responsible, stop procrastinating, get your business, get, get your business done first, you know, and play later. I promise you, you ain't missing nothing out here in these streets. And that's just nothing. my assumption that most of these people that are riding around with no insurance and they're behind on their car notes that they're just out here thinking that they're living their best life but i'm telling you when you come outside that one day and your car is gone i don't want i don't i don't want to have a ptsd yeah man yeah my bad and, and my bills are paid up you know on time glad that insurance was paid though man but anyways if you're listening to this remember itunes leave that five-star review soundcloud leave a comment um, Spotify, we are on there now. Enjoy that. Google Play, we're on that now. Enjoy that. Oh, Spotify um, is ad free, by the way. Spotify is is ad free. It's a beautiful thing. I'm glad they finally accepted us. Um, we have more to come this year. Uh, we appreciate you guys for constantly listening to our bullshit. I'm glad Spotify accepted us without us not having to compromise who we are. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't. Yeah, and you know, that's another story for another day. <laughs> and with that being said. 
This has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?